Welcome to the Disinfo Hacks podcast. Disinfo Hacks is an innovative training program that aims to train communication and media stakeholders and influencers on how to identify and combat disinformation, one of the greatest challenges that modern societies are facing currently. Welcome to the final episode of the Disinfo Hacks podcast. Have we got news for you? Of course, this podcast is brought to you by DCN Global in partnership with AD and PR Lab and Yet Organization. This podcast is funded by the US Mission in Greece and supported by Foundation and Social Innov Organizations. As usual, I am joined by an incredible group. And uh, I'm kind of sad that this might be our last uh, podcast together because it's been such an awesome journey so far. We have Professor Betty Tsakarestu, we have Professor Panagiotou, and we have Yelena Makratonaki. Wow, my Greek was uh, stumbling there a little bit. And uh, Vasilis Tsuli. So welcome everyone to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking at our journey in putting this podcast together and putting this particular series and how it culminated into an incredible hackathon that happened at the Thessaloniki International Fair. And we're also going to touch on how we've built this ecosystem of stakeholders, talking about this important conversation around disinformation and how it affects society and how it not only affects us at present, but the implications for the future. So before we get too deep, Let's talk about the end product. Before we start at the beginning, let's talk about where we ended. Uh, Professor Tsakarashtu, would you mind uh, just telling us a little bit about the hackathon? How did it come together? Um, who was involved? And what what key takeaways can you take from it? Hello, everyone. We are one year later after Thessaloniki International Fair last year. And that was the stage where the three partners we co-organized and co-hosted, the Disinfo Hacks Hackathon. The core idea of our project was that disinformation is a multifaceted and complicated issue that actually different actors, different stakeholders are affected by it and also take action and initiatives. The idea of Disinfo Hackathon had at its core, how do we bring together all the different ecosystem actors and engage them as co-creators and partners? First of all, into frame actual challenges and core themes. How those actors and partners and co-creators can reframe and ideate and prototype possible solutions into different aspects. So the first element that it is really of high importance is that disinformation is not just a, a media literacy issue. It's at the same a policy issue, it's also a societal issue, it's also a civic issue, with different, different aspects. It's also an innovation issue. Civil Hackathon actually was an innovation competition in many ways. 
all participants that had been surrounded and supported by different experts from different fields. They worked together intensively for two, three days into reflecting, getting informed, asking new questions, and then forming and shaping possible solutions. So, so we offered to them to, to consider uh, five challenges, disinformation and journalism, infodemic, disinformation and religion, disinformation and advertising and branding, as well as the information in order to tackle and to fight against disinformation, not only the outcomes, but as well as the root causes of it. So that was our challenge last year, and we are here one year later to discuss about it with uh, Nikos Panagiotou, Vasily Tsoulis, and Zelina Markantanaki. Thank you so much. Um, you know, when you when you were talking, one thing that stuck out is that disinformation is not just a media issue. And I think a lot of people have thrown that into that category, but it's something that we've unpacked. But I think it started with media. I think maybe it's that's the media is actually what brought the issue of disinformation to light. Um, and so in one of the in a couple ex episodes, actually, we we touched a lot on what journalists have to do with the state of disinformation and how educating media professionals is the battle against fake news, the biggest battle. Um, Professor Panajotu, this is your daily bread. <laughs> this is your daily bread around um, dealing with journalism and the effects that it had. We also had the same conversation with, um, we had a similar conversation with uh, Sherry. We have a information with, um, a conversation with Aphrodite, sorry, who also spoke about how um, storytelling and authenticity and also being empathetic in storytelling and being honest is really important. So Professor, would you mind unpacking just your thoughts around, especially after this, this series of podcasts that we've had, what do you think is the final conclusion? What is the state of journalism and disinformation? Is it as big and as important as it seems? Thank you, Ora. Um, I think that uh, we'll start by emphasizing uh, what uh, this info hacks as a project brought and uh, how it relates with journalism. I will just mention the importance of this info hacks because it actually managed to bridge and um, contribute through um, a cross-discipline approach and the very practical elements on solutions on how we can actually mobilize the public in order to to abstract um, ways to 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 undermine the disinformation. Regarding um, uh, journalism, which in a way I represented in this project, I think that among the most important issues that journalism is facing is uh, under, the undermine of credibility, the loss of trust. This is what this information actually brings on the table by discrediting journalists, discrediting media organizations, and actually at the end opening up the space in various rumors, um, fake news, etc. So disinformation, it is an important and, and integral part of fighting disinformation in order actually for media organizations to be able to reclaim back 
their trust and uh, actually the way that they are related with the public. It is important actually in order to be able to fulfill their role and to fulfill uh, their profession. This is why DeSinfoHacks with this project, we aim actually to discuss and address solutions in order actually to uh, address a major topic that is not only related with specific sectors, but uh, it cut across all uh, uh, every sector. Thank you. Thank you, Nikos. You know, um, when you when you speak about the public, because it's one thing to educate the journalists, it's one thing to teach good practice, it's another thing for the public to understand and know how to engage and who to engage with. It just comes around the media, the the issue of media literacy. Um, Vasilis, I want to I want to I want to pick your brain a little bit around um, media literacy and how. As, as the public, as a consumer of information, with all the, with every, with the overload of information out there, as well as all the tools around AI and cybersecurity. And, you know, there's so many buzzwords and phrases, it gets really foggy sometimes. And you don't know as a consumer of information, how to engage with information. What do you think the role, you know, what, through your own opinion and your experience, what do you think the role of media literacy and just general digital literacy plays in combating this issue of disinformation? Um, thanks, Ora. I mean, it's great to be um, joining uh, all of you uh, on our, our last podcast, celebrating, let's say, uh, a year after um, the great event that we all hosted. Uh, I mean, as uh, also as an organization, but I think also we uh, touched um, upon this um, through the whole project and um, the the hackathon, um, the use of technology in this, as you mentioned, um, blockchain, AI, and so much uh, tech that's available out there. Um, it is out there, but um, what's really important, I think, is um, how um, everyday citizens, of course, also the professionals in this, can actually, um, you know, have access to it and can make um, good use uh, in terms of um, you know, how um, to um, appreciate um, the uh, ecosystem out there and can be able to uh, tell the difference between a reliable source or not, um, and also um, to protect themselves from what's happening out there. Um, it's kind of a global storm um, that we're having um, in, in this field now. Um, and it's really easy um, kind of to, to be carried um, away um, uh, from, uh, you know, what's happening and the type of information that um, can easily um, uh, have access to ourselves now through all this um, apps and social media uh, that we have out there. So it's really, really important, um, I think, that we um, focus um, on this. And um, also, I think it's not um, a one uh, minute or one uh, um, uh, uh, just one goal uh, thing that you focus on something, you spend um, an hour on a day um, uh, talking about it with some people or doing one training and, and then uh, you're over it because um, all this uh, atmosphere is here. And it comes back. So we, we have 
um, to be persistent and we have to, to uh, be able to also keep track with the um, changes that technology is bringing in every day. So something that um, maybe was relevant last year when we hosted the, the event very easily um, it could be very old and uh, out of date now. Um, and uh, I think this was uh, also really interesting to see um, in the in the hackathon, trying to to connect a bit the dot with the, the event, um, that uh, the teams were really um, into um, using tech tools um, as a means of um, combating um, the disinformation and fake news. Um, and uh, uh, they were really eager uh, to work, they, let's say the hardcore uh, journalists, they were really uh, eager to work with uh, tech-related people into um, finding ways um, to um, work efficiently um, for uh, positive solutions uh, using tech. Um, so I think um, it's a really, uh, I mean, in general, it's a really complex issue and um, there's no easy um, uh, workaround on this. We have to be persistent and we have um, to uh, be working in an ecosystem mode uh, exactly as, uh, as we did in the whole project, I think. Thank you for that context. And and you know it it is it is true that it's not simple it's not straightforward and also with the way things have moved technology is moving so fast so even the things that we were discussing a year ago have probably evolved 5 10 times and you know there's now new issues coming into play so you know i think one aspect that keeps us on our toes is the fact that young people are what's driving are, are what are who are driving the change and who are driving um coming up with solutions to hack disinformation and to sort of take it apart and try and stay ahead of technology. And without young people, I think we'll all be really stuck. Well, let me not say we, I think I'm a young person. So I'll just claim myself as a young person today. But I think um, we we really need, we needed to really hone into that and lean into the role that young people play in dealing with disinformation not just for today and how the youth are tackling it, adding more cheese to the broccoli, so to speak, because, you know, broccoli tastes really horrible and young people sort of add that cheese to it and, and make disinformation cool. So um, we had a great episode where we also had uh, Katerina Belli in the conversation, and I'm so happy she's in the room right now. So Katerina, I'm pulling you out of your little dark corner uh, where you were hiding and please um, sh share a little bit about your your experience, because you're also at the hackathon, but you were also involved in that particular podcast episode. And we had a really rich conversation about the role that young people play. What's what's your perspective? What what would you like us to really think on as we bring this series to a close? I think that we need to take into account that young people right now are digital natives. Mm -hmm. And this is something that really um, stuck to me during that episode that you said about adding cheese to the broccoli with Mariana and Zelina, uh, where we talked about the fact that uh, we don't need to teach uh, young people how to use the tools. We need to teach them um, uh, how, um, how, because they know that they're natives. They know that even better than we do as an older 
um, Gen Zer. I'm still a young person, but there are uh, three and four year olds that know some stuff about TikTok or YouTube better than I do. Um, what we need to teach them is how to have um, this um, uh, critical thinking around everything that they see online, because since they were born into the digital age, they don't—they have not uh, created this um, critical idea of how to navigate the digital space, and um, this is what the, uh, what was really nice to see in the hackathon because you had people coming, as Vasily said, from different uh, fields. You had journalists, communication students, but you also had people that knew their tech instruments and that they were creating the tech instruments really um, from the start. Uh, that they brought all their experience together and each of them brought a different idea. The tech people could bring the how-to, the know-how. Uh, know and then you had the people that have delved into the critical thinking and how to uh, see media from different perspectives, uh, come from a more journalistic or communicational background, uh, bringing in the idea of that we need to be more critical and we need to be more upfront with um, all the solutions we we tend to create uh, solutions for non-existent problems sometimes and really right now disinformation is a very solid problem but we need to find all the different um holistic solutions in order to resolve it if that makes sense uh so my more young perspective my gen z perspective on the issue would be to um bring people from different uh, parts of the ecosystem together in order to bring their unique know-how and to bring young people as well, to bring younger generations, even younger uh, than uh, university students, teens and kids that are the most vulnerable right now uh, within the digital ecosystem onto the table in order to uh, bring their perspective in order to create those holistic solutions. I love how you how you phrased it, because basically what you're saying is young people need more agency. And I think that's something that DisinfoHacks has managed to achieve in giving young people more agency, not just to be involved in problem, you know, in problem solving, but also in order to even ask questions and be involved in the conversation. I think that's been a theme that I've seen throughout this entire season in that we've had so many young people even part of the conversation. I think that's really important if you're going to come up with long lasting solutions. So I'd like us to now go back to the very beginning, back to the beginning of this uh, season and maybe ask um, Professor Takaristo if I, if I can bring you back in. What were your expectations? Now, now that we've sort of covered what, what we covered in the hackathon, what were your expectations for this season? And do you think we've met them? Are there areas that maybe you feel through going through this process that we need to discuss a little bit more or unpack more or came across that you didn't like, oh, I didn't know that or, oh, that's actually a thing. Would you, would you mind experience? Well, what I'm thinking is that one really good result is, is not just was that, we have been able to bring on the same table of mutually reflecting, co-creating, using, you know, challenges and tools, uh, people not just from one field. And I think this is the challenge. Usually uh, we have people 
are working around on special issues, let's say the journalists around misinformation, disinformation. Uh, so we try to to engage them, train them, or uh, provide them the tools and the means to reflect and act in different ways. Then we go to the corporate communications world, well, the brands, for example. That was another topic that we had in our challenges. And the, the communication people and the branding people right now are also considering, oh, do we have what we need to do to take action? Because we are, cannot pretend that we are acting and providing campaigns and messages in the neutral world. Uh, we, we advocate, for example, for responsibility, for sustainability, for rights, for LGBTQ issues, for, for whatever. So I think mixing people that was a, one of the challenges beyond the topics. How we engage people, professionals, citizens, students, experts to consider scenarios of what if and what might be the challenge of disinformation in a specific field and how we can contribute from different ways. I think to uh, a first, I would say, level of intervention, we had this experience. At the same time, I would say that a hackathon, for example, an initiative like ours, is a contribution to many other initiatives that are taking place around us. We can never claim that one program, one initiative can really tackle the issue. That will be hubris to say something like that. We are happy with the outcomes as to the point that we actually brought together the people, the experts, the participants, ourselves, and we dig deeper and somehow ask new questions. And we're happy that some of the teams that participated in the hackathon one year later are still working on their project, which is actually now a startup project. I think this is a very concrete uh, outcome, how we uh, can engage people into working in the long term and not just participating in an event. And I think the expectation would be how from the point where today we can keep working on the same agenda, empowering, enabling the ecosystem, working with the partners and the participants and opening up to the next stage of our initiatives. If we mean actually to have an impact, a real impact in what we are doing. That's very true. It's not an event, it's, it's not a destination, it's a journey, I think. And I, I think, um, You've, you've put it so beautifully. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. And I'd like to pull Jelena into the conversation. Um, Jelena, so much have, has been discussed in the past year and so much has also changed since we started. And there's a lot of new topics, you know, that are kind of taking center stage. And, and there's some topics that maybe we haven't even fully unpacked, like... Um, 
professor just spoke about how you know even issues around LG, lgbtq issues and um how religion also plays a role and the hybrid threats of disinformation so Janina, i'd like to know your thoughts what do you what conversations do you think need to be happening um going forward because so much has changed in the past year so what conversations do you think we need to be happening any topics on your radar that you think we need to maybe unpack a little bit more the first thing that comes to mind is more AI. It's something new with tremendous possibilities and with um, the danger of, of changing the reality. So the more we talk about what AI can do and, and how it can alter things so that knowing that this, that, that AI can can create an image that that does not exist. So this way we can be more critical towards everything we see and say, could, is this true? Is this something somebody might have done, might have manufactured? So um, as um, as it was said before, we need more critical thinking, but critical thinking through through knowledge, through knowledge of, of what can be manipulated, so that we are more skeptical towards what we see in front of us. Um, it's been a wonderful journey and, and um, having all, all, all these speakers um, present the reality, it, it's been very helpful. So there is uh, more AI, but also more human contact. Um, being able to, to bring more people from, from people from countries that are um, at war or, or there's some big catastrophe like right now is happening so that we we have more information from the source, um, fr from the people, so we can um, be able to judge a little bit better what is happening around us, wh what we what we read, and, and what we see as as um, optical um, material. So um, I think um, uh, the talk should be more about new technology and more about people. So for me, what I enjoyed most in this hackathon were uh, getting perspectives from people who were into the problems and, and seeing some things that I never thought of before. So that information was really helpful for me. That would be my, my input in this um, uh, journey that we've had. It's great input. Thank you so much, Jelena. <clears throat> and I, I, I often sing the same gospel um, that the more, the more tech advanced we become, the more human-centric we need to approach things. Um, you can't actually talk about technology without talking about humanity. And I love that perspective. And I, I love what you've brought to the table. And I think overall, um, in my own experience as well, I, I, if, if you'll allow me to share my own experience of this podcast, uh, coming from someone who's on the complete other side of the world in the global South, um, it's been very fascinating to see how many, how many of these issues intersect and how at the end of the day we really are a global society and we really are sort of all tackling very similar issues just in different cyberspaces I'll touch on something that um it was uh I think it was Alicia yeah Alicia Fawcett who who said um cyber 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 security and cyber laws and the cyberspace also has borders 
and how no one actually what what works in Africa might not work in Europe, what works in America might not work in uh, Australia, for example. And but there's always that thread that sort of ties everybody together. So I've had an absolute pleasure speaking to so many different expert, experts from so many different fields. Um, and also so many different countries as well. I think it's been really great to have such a global perspective um, on on issues. I know DC and Global likes to use the word global, uh, which is a global and local perspectives combined. So I think it's been um, a fantastic experience going through this process. Um, I think there's a lot more to discuss. I don't think the conversation will ever end. I think it will continue to remain relevant um, and I, I do sincerely hope that um, the organizations that were involved in putting all of this together don't lose steam and continue to build on these conversations. And of course, we put it back down to you, the listener. Um, it'd be so great to know your takeaways from this season if you've been with us from episode one right up to episode 12, our final episode Please, we'd love to know your thoughts. We'd love to know uh, what was your favorite episode? What are your takeaways from this season of the December Hacks podcast? Um, you can like and share and, and share your comment in the comment section below, wherever you're listening to this from. This may be one of my last times saying this, <laughs> but it has been such a fantastic episode and uh, it has been a wonderful experience being with you on the Disinfo Hacks podcast, which is a, a program that's brought to you by DCN Global in partnership with AD and PR Lab and the YET organization. It's funded by the US Mission in Greece and supported by Foundation and Social Innov. And my name is Miss Aura, if I didn't say it before, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I've got two professors, so I will just call you by your first names, if you don't mind. Betty, Nikos, Vasilis, Yelena, Katerina, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Um, if you have any very quick final thoughts, now is your time. I'm giving you like 10 seconds um, <laughs> to say uh, goodbye. <laughs> I wanted to thank you, Aura, for your uniquely perspective as our host for all those 12 episodes. It has been a pleasure hearing your voice in and out uh, all this year. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Oras. You have been a great, actually, discussant, a great presenter, but actually a great moderator as well. You didn't allow the professors and all the speakers to overcome the time <laughs> allocated to them. <laughs> a major element. But thank you very much. You you have been um, uh, an amazing uh, contributor. Thank you. Thank you, Aurel. Thank I you, really Betty. appreciate it so much that you have been so much reflective and you were able to, you know, actually to, to take the, the most interesting uh, thoughts or insights from what we tried to share during our conversations and make it even more uh, attractive and relevant uh, uh, to our listeners and us as well. And thank you so much for contributing I would to like. our to, to, to the challenge we undertook all together, not as just experts, but as well as people who care and try to find new questions and new responses, actually questioning ourselves, talking not through our certainties, but also through our big wise and our agony to find really working mm -hmm. solutions that could engage and 
be more inclusive for many people, not just a cluster of experts or even ecosystem partners. <laughs> Thank you so much, Betty. Nikos, I know you um, yeah. You want to jump in again. Uh, actually, uh, I want to thank a lot uh, Katerina Berlin, Christophros as well, that contributed a lot, actually, for for um, having this result, actually. And uh, yes. we hope that uh, all the listeners uh, will, will uh, enjoy it as much as we did. And as well, I would like to thank both Betty and Vasilis for being such an excellent partners because um, great results are, are built through um, very important and very useful partnerships. Thank you all. Thank you so much. Um, this has been great. This has been great. I think we can call that our credits. So if you're listening, you were just listening to the credits, the audio credits of the podcast. And uh, thank you so much uh, to the most important person in this room, which is a listener. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for sharing and liking the content. Please continue. Uh, feel free to go back if you skipped a couple of episodes. Please feel to feel free to look them up, listen to them, share them with a friend, share them in your networks. And uh, until we meet again, it's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. My name is Aura, and this is Diff's InfoHacks. We have got news for you. Until next time, goodbye. The DisinfoHacks podcast is produced by DCN Global, Ad and PR Lab, Yet. The program is funded by the U.S. Department of State and U.S. Mission in Greece and supported by Foundation and Social and Off.